hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 203 of Root Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business when it works, Sam Matura. Before we even get started, I have to give a shout out to the friend of the show, Christopher Marie Francine Shriver. You are the man. We'll get to that in due time. Yeah, yeah. He could have been the man for both of us, but I I declined, and I'm going to stay on the decline because it's probably gone by now. But oh and, oh, and I will confirm it is. Yeah, uh, it is episode 203. Again, we got a huge show for you tonight. Uh, the craziest stuff happened. Not only do I have a story of a company I'm going to put on blast to open the show because they deserve it, especially after they ghosted me. Uh we got our picks of the week. We got trivia. It is 12 for Sam, 10 and a half for me. Sam will take over in gaming where we have the PlayStation 5 showcase. Guess what, ladies and germs? They've done it. They've given us a price. They've given us a release date for both versions of the console. We are going to talk about that. Uh, from there, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Mini Partner Showcase, uh, the NPD for August. So a lot of fun stories there. Before we go into movies where another DC film has been delayed again, which is crazy. Another Marvel film. I know, right? Another Marvel film may be delayed. Uh, and then some good stuff there because we had the Mandalorian season two trailer in TV and some other cool things happening. So we got a lot to talk about tonight. But before we do, I have a story to tell that I'm going to put this company on blast. And you're going to laugh at me because it so fits my profile and personality. But I have to tell you anyway. Um, fuck you, Wingstop. Fuck you. You Wingstop. Uh, uh, I saw this on your post on Twitter. I didn't even ask you anything. I was like, eh, I'll just wait for the bot. Now, fuck <laughs> you, Wingstop, three times over. I don't care if that's not properly correct or if this is, blows my chance to get a free boneless wing order. Fuck that. You treated me like shit, and I'm going to tell the world about it. Um, so this past Sunday, 7 o'clock in the morning, 7.30, I ordered delivery for the for the Eagles game. I wanted a, the this really cool family meal. It's 20 bucks. You get 18 boneless wings, six chicken fingers, and a large fry. Like You can't beat it's that. It's a good deal. It's, it's a good great, deal. great deal, and it's pretty good food. So I ordered at 7.30. I know it's the Eagles' first game of the season. It's football season. I know it's going to be busy as all get out. So I put my order in for 12.45 to ensure that I get it on time for the game. I get a text message saying that it's coming at 12.15. It'll be there at 12.45. No problem. Hype. They have left Hype. the place. I'm so hyped. I got Eagles football. I got a Phillies doubleheader, and I got Wingstop. Not only did the Phillies get swept in their doubleheader and the Eagles lost, but at 12.45 or 12.30, 15 minutes before it was supposed to arrive, and 15 minutes after I get a text saying they're coming, I get a text saying the order has been mysteriously canceled. I just very, very nicely voice my displeasure in their little survey. I fill it out. I gave the truth, the honest truth, basically told you what I just said. Yeah. And they have charged my debit card at this point for the delivery and the, and the food oh, that, wow. that I did not get. So I get a call from the assistant manager of the location. He says, yeah, I'm uh, calling about the, uh, the little uh, note that you left us. Like a, an asshole. Like what? You, what an asshole! First and foremost, yeah. couldn't have sound any less interested in making this phone call. 
completely blaming DoorDash, the, the company they use for delivery, on the cancellation saying, oh, yeah, DoorDash didn't have enough drivers was the actual reason that he said. Um, and they cancel. I said, so all I get is an email and a text. Like the, t- the email came from Wingstop. It didn't come from DoorDash. It said that yeah. your order has been canceled. Um, actually, you know what? I have the text message still. So I can actually read you the cancellation reason for the order. Uh, it has been canceled because we're unable to process your order with the restaurant. Sounds a lot like it's Wingstop's problem, not not DoorDash's. So from there, I get an email saying that it's been canceled. Uh, and he says, <laughs> and I actually, and I quote, First of all, like I said, completely half-hearted, checking the crap out of the TNPS survey box. He actually tells me, he says, well, I spoke to our regional general manager, and uh, after speaking to him, he's allowed me to give you a refund. So wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Wow. You're going to issue my card a refund that you charged for food I never got, and you needed the regional general manager's permission? Yeah, that's bonkers. Of course you're going to refund me. Of course you're going to refund me. I never got any food. Yeah. So then I get the email saying that they're going to refund me. Do you know what the cancellation reason for the order was on the email? Person canceled order. Customer no longer wanted order. Wow. Are so you, on you kidding me? Threw it right it's, back on it's, me. It's, 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 cover, it's covering his ass because if not, the regional manager would have been on his ass to say, what's going on? Oh, no, 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 the customer canceled. And they're not. Bullshit. And, and they're not recording these calls wing stop that never recorded line they'll never know what he said to me they have to trust that what i'm saying right now is the truth which by the way it is i work for an organization where we have to make tnps calls i've made hundreds of tnps calls i get it i know what they are all about this guy dreaded it uh yeah i'm sorry that it shouldn't have happened it shouldn't have happened uh how many times are you gonna tell me that and you're gonna give me a refund i'm like waiting for that oh and also your next delivery is free or something like that. Like, that's all it would have taken to make me happy. Oh, you know what? No problem. I get it. I understand. We made homemade pizzas, so I'm, I'm cool with that, right? But I never got any food. He offers nothing to make up for the inconvenience. He continues to to uh, to talk about DoorDash and blame them for the whole thing. I'm completely appalled by the lack of empathy, the, the company's way of making it right. And I said it in my complaint. I was like, I'm going to talk about this on a show that has reached 52,000 member uh, people. Do you yeah. want to do this? Put that in a very corporate complaint after this whole interaction with the general manager, the assistant manager. Nothing. Didn't hear a, so, a, a word from corporate. So then I go to Twitter. This is my last ditch. Yeah. I don't yeah, just go out on Twitter. When, when is the last time you've seen me complain about any company over Twitter besides Nintendo? I would say company. I just, just the Phillies as I hear complaints. Is, exactly. I go there to bitch about <laughs> sports. I don't go there to complain about companies and their, and their yeah. things. I, I get it. I work for a big organization. We make mistakes. I get it. But we own those mistakes when we make them. And we make it right. And to get yeah. ghosted by them after a, filing a, an actual corporate complaint really chaps my ass. It really does. So then... I go to Twitter and I say, Wingstop, I cannot wait to tell this story on our show the other night. And what do they do within 20 minutes? Answer, oh, that doesn't sound good. DM us and let us know the problem. So what do I do? Immediately DM them. I actually took screenshots of the emails and text messages I received. I then, yeah, and guess what? I'm going to, when this episode goes live, I'm putting the link right in that DM to this episode and saying, "Uh, here's the story, pal. Good luck. So... From there, I put the screenshots of my texts and emails. I put the entire thing I just told you, that whole story, in the DM. And I very politely say, thank you very much for taking the time to take care of this. 
I get the DM back saying we're going to pr- send this over to whatever, whomever, our operations team, I believe. Give us your email address and your phone number. This is over 48 hours later. Nothing. This was Tuesday night. Nothing. I haven't gotten a text message, a phone call, an email. Not even anybody saying sorry. Not anybody, uh, you know, trying to make it right. Nothing. So here are here we are recording, and I'm telling the story. Uh, and and, and I, I, it's, it's a shame because I, I said number one, I never ever dealt with DoorDash, ever. So and I, I don't know. I'd rather go pick it up myself. I know it, it's it, you're doing the okay. The Eagles game, you don't want to leave. I got you. But what they did to you is so unacceptable. I would I would have been livid. Oh, I'm blaming Wingstop, not DoorDash. DoorDash, I get it. Like DoorDash is a an, a large corporation. If they don't have enough drivers, they have to communicate that with the company, and then the company needs to call me. Like I'm not paying DoorDash to bring me my food. DoorDash doesn't make my wings. You do. So yes. like this ultimately falls on them. You chose DoorDash as your delivery partner. I didn't. There's Grubhub, there's Uber Eats, there's Postmates. You could have chosen any of them. You chose DoorDash. I don't want to hear you blame them. That's like me saying, Sam, you know what? You know, I blame Robin Williams for the new Aladdin bombing. It's not his fault. Like, so I'm so fed up with this company, Wingstop, and the way they treated me and the way I, I am personally offended. And now I'm just burning up talking about it again. And at the end of the day, it's only wings. And it's better off for my health. I you, didn't eat them. But it's you the can tell by the of my voice. I'm ticked off. <laughs> it's the principle of the thing. Yeah. You don't treat your customers like that. Especially, not a, I, it's not the first time I've ordered from them. It's actually the first time there's ever even been a mistake. So yeah. uh, it's very, very disheartening. Very disappointing. And uh, it, it truly a shame on them. So I want everybody to learn from this experience um, if you're going to order from them, uh, number one, don't order on game day. <laughs> don't order them. Don't order them on a weekend. Don't order them. Really. I'm going to sit here and say it. Don't boycott them. Don't order them at all. Don't cancel them. Don't do whatever. Like they said, they have good food, but I like, love their mango habanero. It, it, it's just so frustrating that their customer experience and customer service is trash. It is absolute yeah. trash, and I've wasted my time. So thank you to Wingstop for fucking up my game day. On top of the Eagles losing, Phillies getting swept. I got no yeah. good news on Sunday. <laughs> it was a rough weekend. Sunday was just the worst, man. It was just the worst. But uh, I digress. On to bigger and better things. Same with our picks of the week. Okay. Picks of the week. I finally saw Superman, Man of Tomorrow. That was DC Universe's kind of like relaunch after we got the Apocalypse War. This is kind of their first start. I thought that the animation might have, it took me a while. No, didn't bother me one bit. Got sucked right in. 86 minutes wasn't long. Darren Chris is playing Superman. Uh, I think it's his first time ever playing uh, Superman. I've never seen before, but we had Alexander Daddario as Lois Lane. Zachary Quinto is actually Lex Luthor. He was awesome. Keep him as Lex Luthor. Get uh, your boy from the office out because he stinks as Lex, the voice of Lex Luthor. But basically, it, it tells a story of him being young as a kid, kind of figuring out where he gets his powers. Then slowly fast forward to him getting the job Daily Planet, becoming Superman. And of course, the main man, Lobo, comes in there. He was absolutely a, a freaking blast. He was actually voiced by Ryan Hurst and Brett Dalton. The main villain was Parasite. He played Parasite. If you don't know his villain, Parasite, he basically sucks the life out of people. And that's how he gets stronger. It had a good story, good voice cast, good action scenes. 
There may or may not have been other DC heroes in there that you'll obviously get to see. It has 100% on, on Rotten Tomatoes. I give it a solid 8 out of 10. I wouldn't say 100%, but I would say if you have 86 minutes, you just kind of want to, you know, chill out for a minute, watch this. And also, they showed you a sneak peek of the next um, DC animated film. It's called Batman Soul of the Dragon, which is going to be starring Richard Dragon, Lady Shiva, Bronze Tiger. That's going to be focused on heavy martial arts, which is something that I, I can't wait to see. And we got a little bit of that in Ninja Samurai a couple movies back. But if you want to, if you like Superman, you want to give this one a shot, Superman, Man of Tomorrow. My pick of the week, I had two last week, and I chose one over the other. I said, oh, you know what? I can't wait for next week. Because then I could talk about the other one. And I've had three potential picks of the week pop up since then. But I'm sticking to my guns. And I'm going to talk about the one I wanted to talk about last week. Because I am genuinely very excited about it. I love the movie. Uh, I'm talking about Richard Jewell. Sounds familiar. The movie last year about the uh, security guard from the Atlanta bombings from the... From the Olympics. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I really, really like that movie. I think it's Clint Eastwood who directed the film. And uh, basically, it's got Kathy Bates in it, by the way. It's got a guy from Cobra Kai uh, in it, which is cool. Like, the main character, Richard Jewell, is in Cobra Kai, which is which was a neat little thing when I was watching Cobra Kai to find. But uh, anyway, regardless, uh, it tells an accurate story from all accounts of, you know that night and what happened and how he was first portrayed as a hero and then became a potential suspect and, and villain. Um, I won't give away the ending, but it is pretty wild of a ride and, and the way this guy was, uh, it's not very long. It doesn't feel long. It kept me on my toes the whole time. I banged it out in the morning. Um, I woke up before everybody else and just started watching it and didn't stop. And luckily the credits rolled before anybody else woke up and I, and I really liked it. So, Definitely recommend watching Richard Jewell. It's on HBO On Demand right now. So if you have HBO or HBO Max, you can watch it for free. Uh, so check it out. Richard Jewell, Sam, 12 to 10 and a half trivia. What do you got? All right. Let's 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 see if you get this one right. I think you got this one. What was the best-selling game for the original PlayStation console? <sighs> Yeah, you know, just considering PlayStation news, I figured why not throw him a PlayStation question. Yeah, I threw you a PlayStation question too. Um, okay. Just glad it's not the same one. It's I'm assuming it's like it's a first party game or it's Final Fantasy VII or it's a sports game. Um, and I don't. Do I? What is it? Was it twelve and a half to ten? I, no, I'm no, looking, no. I'm looking at 12, to, 12, 10 12 to 10 and a half. So if I get a half a point, you can't win? Because then it'll be a 12. No, because if I get mine right, it'll be 13 11. Oh, shit. Oh, man. So now you're even yeah. more of a pick. No, I. Uh... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is so annoying. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I love it. Oh, fucking fuck. <laughs> Backs against the wall. Will he just hoist the Hail Mary or will he try to play it safe? All right. So it's Final Fantasy VII. It's Tekken, Crash, Gran Turismo. 
Twisted Metal, I don't think so. Or like a sports game. But sports games weren't like as big back then as they are now. Um, unless it's... Oh, oh, uh, uh, Tomb Raider, potentially. That's not my answer. That's not my answer. Um, fuck. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay quiet. I'm not trying to give you anything. Not even if I already said it. <laughs> I did. That's why I was quiet, man. Well, I only said five games or so. So if you said I already said it, then that's kind of cheap. That is kind of cheap. So I'll I'll let it go. All right. Uh, I'm down. Nine to f- games, brother. Nine I know. Games. I know. I'm doing it to myself. I'm taking out Tekken because there was three of them, and they were all on PS One. I'm gonna go. But I'm between. I'm between Tomb Raider, Final Fantasy VII, and Gran Turismo. That's where I'm at. I'm sticking to those guns. So now I got a thirty-three point three percent chance. I'm gonna, uh, man, I'm gonna take out Tomb Raider. So I'm down to Final Fantasy VII, uh, or or Gran Turismo. Now six was on Super Nintendo. I think eight was on PlayStation as well for Final Fantasy. So now I'm dealing with sequels. Fuck it. Just go Grant uh, Go Gran Turismo. Fuck it. Correct? No, it's not. Yes, it is. Fuck. You had to have you I had Grand Theft Auto, Gran Turismo, Final Fantasy 7, and Gran Turismo 2. Oh, I would have said Gran Turismo then if you gave me yeah. two Gran Turismo. All right, there you go, brother. Eleven and a half. Oh God. Alright. What <sighs> you got? I'm just trying to recover because that was a mind fuck. Uh I don't even, I don't, I feel dirty. I don't even, like, I, like I, 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 I was quiet. I like, just let you figure it out, man. I lucked into it though. That's, that's not, I lucked into it. All right. You ready? Let's do it. Hideki Kamiya was the director and creative mind behind Devil May Cry or at least behind the franchise. How many of the Devil May Cry games did Hideki Kamiya direct? Three. One. Yeah. I had no idea. I the, just took a fucking stab. The first one. And then he got kicked off the project and then oversaw writing on the second one. It was kind of fucked up. And then they took some members from his dev team to come back when the franchise needed him. And, but he never came back. He actually went out and started platinum, which was Bayonetta and the wonderful one Oh one and all these other awesome games. So he's like a very, like he's not very talked about in the same way as like Miyamoto or, in a fune or these other influential Japanese well, I mean, what directors. What did he get kicked out for? Uh, I don't really know. I believe yeah. he was just taken off the project, and they moved it from the little little devil team to little angel team, and then apparently Devil May Cry is just a trash fire. Yeah, I, I, I never heard of his name before, so that was a complete stab in the dark. I I, I felt we wasted enough time in the beginning. I was like, I just get to it. Let's get to the, the big <laughs> show. I'm taking over in gaming. We finally got it. Let's talk about the PS5 showcase. Yeah, I uh, I took notes of everything. So I have every single announcement, every single recap. I mean, they didn't have a ton of like a ton of new stuff. They had a lot of, you know, second looks and, and things like that. But our top three for the evening is going to lie where you think it is. It's going to lie uh, uh, in our favorite announcements from the show. So let's go over the PS5 showcase. Um 
what do you think overall? I mean, we got a price, we got a release date, we got I, I a bunch think of stuff. It, they blew Xbox's presentation that's, out of that's the water. Not what I asked though. What do you think about know, their job? Do they have they done did, better? No, I thought they they did fantastic. I don't think they could have. If people think they it wasn't good enough, then you were right by two podcasts ago when they shit on Nintendo when you said gamers are not will never be happy. Then yeah, I will I will second what you just said. If people don't, if this wasn't enough for people, go fuck yourself. I truly think this conference had a little bit of everything for everyone. And if you couldn't find some enjoyment out of it, there is then, then I think your expectations may be a little lofty. Yeah. I'd agree with yeah, that. I mean, I would literally just like, you know, maybe reorganize your life a little bit. Yeah. If, which, if, you, if you couldn't get enjoyment out of that, don't buy it. Which, which we, does, we, we don't, we don't want you to support places, which does lead me to my next question, which you already answered. Uh, what did it do? Well, that Xbox missed the mark on. I, I think everything. I, I, I I, I was, I actually did the, um, we did like a live video that which I with some of the East chat members. It was like me, Juan, Steve, I know Fuzz was watching and dude, even Fuzz, I would just look at you guys reactions. Like we were going nuts. We literally like, I, if you can get like games and get like grown men, like jumping around, squealing like little schoolgirls. I mean, they did the job. Xbox, I, to me was a snooze fest. <laughs> I, I am of the belief that this conference would have been a little bit better if they let off with the price and release date for this one reason. It would have taken away all the games that said coming holiday 2020 and like just get it off of people's minds because you know that that's what everybody was looking forward to. And I didn't want anybody's attention to like get glossed over because there was so much good stuff that there were there were people that were on Twitter and doing this and that, and it's like, just give me the release date. If they would have let off with that, I think it could have been a little bit more powerful. I think they didn't because they didn't want to turn anybody off if the price was too high for them, but the price wasn't too high. It was exactly what it was exactly what the it, it needed to be on both versions of the console. So Yeah, and I mean, but I don't know. Like I knew it like I'm watching a lot of people's reactions. I watch a lot of every time, oh, okay, price for it. It's like shut the fuck up. You know they're gonna give it to you at the end. Why do why do you keep saying it every five seconds? We all went to the price point. They show it to you at the end, basically every damn time. That's right. That's why I think it needed uh, to be at the beginning to get it I off see, people's minds. That's, that's my exact point. Uh, I don't know. But, but you just I, proved I my point. But you no, proved but my like, point. I, I but that's other people. Just you know what's gonna be at the end. Right. Enjoy the games. That's, Enjoy it. Exactly. You're, you're, you're continuing to prove my point because while you didn't get bothered by it, a ton of people did. And a ton of people kept saying, where's the price? Where's the release date? If I, they would have just let the, off with it, then everybody would have just shut the fuck up. Or, or, or maybe people would be like, ah, no, I'm good. People just want to see the price point and leave. I think they keep that in so people stay from the beginning and they stay till the end. You're, that's why how, they did it's it, how business is done. It, it's, but it's just how they've been doing it for years. That's right. They that's what I'm saying. You're right. The reason you say they did it is why they did it. They absolutely did it so people watch longer. It's the whole wrestling's fucking main event is at the end, not the beginning. So you watch the rest of it. Like it's That's the whole thing. You keep the big bangs at the end. A lot of podcasts, they have a big announcement. No, we... Me and you, we lead off with our announcements. We don't keep them till the end. A lot of places do, so you listen to the whole show and, oh, where's the announcement? But then I'm tuning out for the rest of the shit because all I want is the announcement. Give me the announcement up front. So, I'll say I, thank I, you. I, my brain just doesn't work like that, I guess. I'm, I'm a little different. I, I was enjoying what was shown in front of me. Like, I wasn't everything. You, you're miss, But you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. I personally didn't not like it, though. That's not... I'm not saying I... I didn't enjoy what was on there. I loved a lot of the things. I just think it would have been more powerful. That's it. It, it okay. could have it could have done better than it did it, because you had Myers Morales. You had 
Black Ops. You had all these games that said holiday 2020. You know the fucking release date's November 12th. You know that. It's not like Sony at the end of the conference showed the release date for the console and then you automatically updated your marketing. No, you knew internally the date. If you let off with it, then you wouldn't have these people saying holiday 2020 for Miles Morales. No, it would have just said November 12th. Be there, fuckers. It's two months away. Like that would have been a big giant fuck yeah if if we would have known. And we just we just didn't for 45 minutes and it was just like fuck. I wonder how many people did tune out because they said fuck it. I don't think a lot. I mean, I think a shit ton of motherfuckers watch this thing. But regardless, uh, the first message we get on the screen, content captured on PC emulating the PS5 experience. And I'm sitting there like, you can't even show us a PS5? What the fuck? And it turns out that it was Final Fantasy 16. There'll be a PlayStation console exclusive for now. There's a whole bunch of stuff out there saying it's actually timed. That after one year, it'll come to the Xbox console, and after six months, it can come to PC, whatever, because this looked like a PS3 game. It kind of looked like shit, and it ran like Final Final Fantasy 15. This was the one game I was big no, don't care, I'm not a Final Fantasy 16 person. Well, and I'm kind of the opposite boat. I thought the game looked actually really good. I never thought I would probably be interested in buying another Final Fantasy game besides 7, 16, really you know, piqued my interest, and I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna stick around and see what they got. I think the appeal of it is like the Final Fantasy meets Game of Thrones aspect. Like it it did look like that setting that could be a lot of fun. For me, man, I've been around the block enough of the Final Fantasy franchise to know that I want nothing to do with that story. That story is going to be way in over my head. I'm good. I don't care for the characters. I didn't care for the way it looked. This was the one game that I was like. I would be stupid not to understand the cultural relevance and the importance and how how many people their day was just made because of this announcement. I was just not one of them. I will edit the silence. No, I don't know what else you want me to add on that, man. I don't know what you want me to After about. Final Fantasy 15, we got a new message saying all footage now will be captured on PS5. So that was a little weird that they captured the Final Fantasy 16 footage on a PC, but the rest of it on PS5, I, I wonder why, but I think sometimes questions are better left unanswered. We got Miles Morales gameplay, absolutely loving the winter backdrop of this game. I love that it's taking place in like the snow. I, I love snow and rain in games. It's taking place one year after the original game in Harlem. The thing to me, though... Nothing really screamed PS5 about this game. It kind of just looked like more Spider-Man. Um, so, do you agree with that, or what do you think? I, mean, I, I feel like it might have been upped a little bit. I don't know. Some of the fighting scenes kind of gave me like a uh, Devil May Cry. I believe Boss Logic said the same thing. I was like, and I kind of like, damn, I was thinking the same exact thing. Kind of his fighting style, kind of go back and forth in the air between each enemy. I don't know. It gave me like a, a fighting style Devil May Cry vibes, but I, I liked the tone of it. I loved the music. The aesthetic was great. This is everyone's day one buy for the PS5. Marvel just can't stop doing fight scenes on bridges. Like, how many times did we see Marvel's Avengers, that bridge scene? Like, 73? And then. I mean, bro, I feel like that's like typical Spider Man, too, with like a school bus. Like, it's just like <laughs> right out of the comic. And then like, the bridge, literally. of course, the bridge splits, and he has to shoot his webs to let everybody cross safely. Like, that was pretty by the numbers. Um, like, can we do something that's not on a bridge? And, and I was upset because at this point, like, I thought they were missing the boat big time by not including this on PS4, but it turns out they didn't even say it, but it came out afterwards that Insomniac has confirmed the Miles Morales will come to PS4 as well as a $70 version on PS5, but that $70 includes a remaster of the 2018 Spider-Man. If you missed that one, that is a hugely smart move. 
Yeah, and that was basically going to be my backup plan. By myself, I missed the opportunity to pre-order the, the PS5. So I, I was like, okay, that's no problem. Maybe I'll miss the first batch, and, and I would just have to pick this up on PS4. But but, but where, where there's a will, there's a way. There's a will. Uh, I, I, I think I was just looking through stories on IG, and I saw Shrive 93 says IG, Chris Shriver. Yeah, yep. And I see it, and then I, I believe he said, uh, I think it was, he, he got it, like, Amazon, Best Buy, and, like, he was like, you got it. And I, I shot him an email, like, or, like, a message, like, oh, damn, you got lucky. I mean, I, I got denied. And he's like, yo, I actually have an extra. And I my face hit, my jaw dropped. I, said, I was like, please tell me it's the CD version. And he said, yeah. And I was like, dude, I will send you 50 immediately. And he was like, done deal. And I was basically crying because I believe everywhere around us is sold out. I know a lot of the, the Fiend Club's kind of like, as soon as they got a, I guess, a tip last night, or probably around 7 o'clock, saying GameStop just, it just hit their computers. That Everyone was like driving to their GameStops now. I know Steve Battlehawk, he literally got the last one on his store, and I was I couldn't make it. I was like, I don't stand a chance. And by the time I checked, everywhere, sold out. So yeah, I, Chris Shriver, I love you. Yeah, Chris, Chris offered me one this morning. Uh, as we record on the 17th of September, Thursday, and I denied it. I said, as much as I appreciate you, I want no part of the disc drive and I want no part of the first run of these consoles. I'm going to wait until uh, a game that we'll talk about later comes out and then I'll gotcha. and then I'll swoop on the PS5. But shout out to at Shrives93, Chris Shriver, for hooking you up with a PS5, for potentially hooking me up with a PS5. But at the end of the day, not interested in getting the PS5 at launch. I'm sure I'll change my mind tomorrow, but... My, that I've already made it up. It's not happening. Yeah. Not happening. So finally, the Harry Potter game has been revealed. The long-awaited Harry Potter RPG Hogwarts Legacy coming in 2021. And it looked way better than than I was expecting. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but whatever it, it whatever they did, it was way better than I was think it was going to look or play or feel. I, I, I want to see more. I am telling everybody that listens to this show now, we are a pop culture podcast. We talk about gaming and music. We don't talk about the things that are happening around the Harry Potter universe outside of this. Yeah. So while there may be some controversy brewing around the, you know, writer and creator, I'm going to separate that as much as I can because this game did look really, really good. I think that the franchise right now has a little bit of a black eye and I think that could hurt sales overall. Yep. But, but there's no denying that a Harry Potter game, especially like an open world RPG, you know, for somebody who doesn't care for the movies at all and never read the books, um, it, it looked really good. Yeah. And I, I read the books, watched all the movies. I know you see a lot on Twitter that she didn't, she had no overseer over the game, but, but, but she didn't add nothing. But I was like, yeah, I hear you. Plus she still makes money from that set game. So no matter what you say. Yeah, it's going to it's going to hurt. Sales, they they use the term. She's not directly tied. And I'm like, um, that means there there's something there. It, and I'm it says Harry Potter. She's directly tied. <laughs> You've got her fucking baby in there. Come on. Don't be stupid, guys. We know what you're trying to do. Come on. Yeah. From there, we got a campaign look at Black Ops Cold War. I feel like I've played this mission 100 times in my life, but uh, and it is just more Call of Duty, but. Uh, PlayStation players, the cool news about this, PlayStation players get a free alpha weekend right now uh, that you can pre-download. Well, you probably download by the time you're listening to this. So if you're listening to it super late, like on Monday, Tuesday, sorry. 
But uh, if you're listening to this episode when it's released, you can go play. If you own a PS4, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War right now in alpha. That's pretty neat. This is the first one that actually got my interest since Modern Warfare 2. I don't know. I, I thought I thought it was good. I, I watched the reveal. I think it was last week with uh, Dr. Disrespect. He watched it live. They did like a whole, you know, like find this guy or get this like uh, missile or like this um this sniper in a mission. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I may not, it might not be a day one buy for me, but it might be something that it, once it drops a little bit, I might even try to just play the free weekend this weekend just to see how I like it. Yeah. I mean, that, that is uh, definitely an option. I mean, we could definitely just plug in our PS4s, but it's just for me, it's just Call of Duty. And I think it's just like with a new console coming and it's part of the launch lineup, you just, you're just interested in everything because it's the new shiny thing. And, I felt that way about snipper clips and shit like that for the Switch that I haven't played in three years minimum. Yeah. So it's it's I get it when something's coming to your new big toy, you want to get it. And Call of Duty, no doubt, is a machine, and the machine will keep on turning. So good for True. good for them. Uh, after that, we got a look at Resident Evil Village RE8, uh, a new trailer. Chris Redfield was in it. Ethan was in it. Maya was in it. A new merchant at the end who kind of looked like the Penguin was in it. Uh, to me, this looked so banging and it was the first time in this conference that I was like, okay, PS five. It is, I know it's not, and I know it's not an exclusive, but there are rumors that a PS four version may not come at all. So this would, this would be one of the things that forces me in the direction of next gen. Yeah. Like you said, th- this game, it, it looked great. And I, and every person I've talked to that it was either like the number one or number two of things that games that they're looking forward to for 2021 for PS5. Yeah, dude, a good horror game. There's really little that can beat that if it's well done. That's why Resident Evil 7 uh, was just so good. Um, at least the first two thirds of it, the last third, a little bit jumping the shark there. And I'm hoping that this game doesn't do that because I still don't know, like, are we still at the Baker estate? Why is Redfield there? Why are we, you know, what what is up with these village trolls? And why are we going into the woods? It's this little girl. Like, what is the story? What does it mean? So I'd like a little bit more clarity there. But at the same time, it's Resident Evil. I don't want any clarity. Like, I just want to go into yeah. it blind and wait for the twists and the turns that Capcom is going to give us. Yeah, I agree. What I'm surprised about next was because Capcom, there was another announcement of Deathloop. Not announcement, another look at Deathloop. And then Capcom came back on. I was surprised they didn't just go Capcom back to back. But whatever, we got another look at Deathloop. I'm still really out on this. It's coming to uh, quarter two, 2021 as a console exclusive. It's made by Bethesda. Uh, they got a little bit more into the characters and the assassins in this, but uh, I'm still out. I mean, I thought it looked interesting. It, it, I wouldn't say it's, it's a day one buy, but it was like, this is different. It looked like they're, they're killing each other and they got Jedi powers. You know, they got the force to throw people across the way. And I was like, you know what? This is interesting. It's different. It's not your typical shooter or your typical game that just kind of just, just looks something different. It's unique. And I think I'm going to keep an eye on it. Capcom hit the stage again with Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition available digitally at launch. So no physical. So Sam's out unless he uh, bites the bullet on a digital purchase. Nah, I, I, I still got five. I'll wait for the physical. But, <laughs> dude, I legit lost my shit at the beginning i thought it was a new game i, I figured you like did jump, i was jumping out of my seat once i saw then, the the pool of water and the capcom logo i said oh shit is this five or is this six and i kind of thought it was six or at least a side game and i was ready to text you but it was five special i mean don't get me wrong i'm still hype as shit i'm you know again to get his fight is virgil i forget the other characters 
nine, not knives. I, for, I forget his name off the top of my head, but all the other guys, like I knew right away it was, I heard it was Johnny Young Bosch's voice, the first person you're speaking who plays Nero in that. And I just lost it. Once the physical copy, I'm going to have to get it. It's one of my favorite game franchises ever. Five was absolutely phenomenal. And we're going to get more plays Virgil. Any more, any, any time that I can get a chance to play with Dante and that whole gang, I'm in, sign me up. Yeah, this is a, uh... This is a whole new retail release. There's no free next-gen upgrade like a lot of games are doing. So if you want the special edition, you have to repurchase it, even if you have this DMC5. But if it's got enough meat on the bones, it could be very well worth the uh, the extra purchase. Yeah, it, 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 dude, I, I love that game. And like that, I, I beat it twice. I beat it on Dante Must Die mode, which was almost impossible, but I, I, I had fun with it. We got another look at Odd World uh, Soulstorm, and I'm just going to sit here and say that I don't care. Yeah, dude, that was my least favorite thing they showed at the entire thing. Yeah, can we? Move I, on? I didn't give a baker's fuck. Uh, we, I heard my name creepily said like seven times, and I'm like, uh, a horror game with the with a guy named Greg. This is going to be wonderful. And then I see a, then I see the bear, and I'm like, just please not Five Nights at Freddy's. And then I see Freddy, and then I see the Fazbear's, and I'm like great it's just going to be another jump scare game but it looks to be a little different it looks to be open world you're not stuck in a hallway maybe an open world but you can actually move around but five nights at freddy's security breach stop saying gregory you creepy fucks yeah i mean hey it, it was cool to see I, I, the chat was going crazy a lot of people i guess were really looking forward to this game and you know i'm just, I'm just you know politely not for me Nah, Five Nights at Freddy's is not a franchise I care about. We did get another look, however, at Demon's Souls, the remaster coming to PS5. It looks absolutely gorgeous. They actually showed a gameplay uh, loop there and, yeah. and the main character fighting a boss, which was really neat. I really don't care about Souls games, but I will admit this one looked beautiful. Yeah, I was, I was like, I've never, I think I played maybe one back in the day. Like you said, the game was gorgeous. It, it was funny because when he's playing in the beginning, you're like, okay, he's killing these guys too easy. What's going on? Then they show you the boss battle and then he gets annihilated. And you know, they show you a tease. It looked like they showed about 10, over 10 bosses. So I know a lot of people are super hyped. I saw a lot of people on IG saying that this is their number one game. You don't often get a video game trailer or gameplay tutorial where the main character dies. <laughs> Usually they play perfectly. But yeah, just exactly. to show you, this is a Souls game, dude. This is going to be hard. They dug it in there that, that uh, yeah, he you're going to die a lot in this game. Now, it did oh, come yeah. out that this is going to be a launch title on the day of release. Uh, it also, during the trailer of the showcase, said that it's coming to other consoles and PC. Uh, Sony said that that was in there by human error, uh, and now that's been wiped from the trailer that it's it's a PS5 exclusive and only a PS5 exclusive. Some people are a little wary. They understand like, they don't understand if they're if that's a lie or or what's going on and how the hell do you let that one slip into your trailer if uh <laughs> who who wasn't paying attention that didn't yes. catch that. But at the end of the day, the new trailer just has PS5. I'm curious because me thinks this is going to actually come. To me this is one of those things where dude where there's smoke there's fire. Like yeah. It, I, I agree. It will eventually come to PC and other consoles, just like Final Fantasy 16, and we're all going to be just fine. But listen, you're going to get it first on PS5, and it's going to be there for a while. And uh, especially at launch, this game's going to sh- sell a shit ton. Oh, God, yeah. We got another little trailer for Fortnite, basically saying it'll be available at launch. Uh, then we got the PlayStation Plus Collection. 
uh, including like a heaping helping of the best PS4 games. And I was like, great, PS Now, we get to stream them. But no, you download and play. So basically, just like how Game Pass does it. Uh, I have a list of the games that are going to be available. It says that it's a benefit at no additional cost if you have PlayStation Plus, the $60 a year uh, subscription that I canceled in in April uh, because I don't play online. And now I'm pissed at it because of Tony Hawk, but that's okay. The games that will be available at PS5 launch, God of War, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, Final Fantasy uh, 15, Fallout 4, Mortal Kombat X, uh, which is weird that 11's been out for a while, but it's still X, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, but not Uncharted the uh, collection, but again, that's okay. Ratchet and Clank, Days Gone, Until Dawn, which is a good horror game, Detroit Become Human, Battlefield 1, Infamous Second Son, which I loved, Batman Arkham Knight, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Persona 5, which is an incredible JRPG, and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. If you've missed any of those games on PS4, don't fret, you can play them for free uh, on on your PlayStation 5 if you have PlayStation Plus. I mean, good for PlayStation to finally come at the con the combo at the, or like to to go against Xbox's game pass. They had to have something in to have them titles there. I think that's a win on their book. Yeah, that's a good thing for PlayStation. I mean, listen, you got Game Pass that has every Xbox exclusive plus a hundred something other games. They just added EA Play, so that's a huge deal. While PlayStation still doesn't kind of come close in terms of value, it's a great start. It's like a wonderful, yeah, wonderful start. Now. Game Pass Ultimate, which is Game Pass Plus Games with Gold, is 15 bucks a month. This is 60 bucks a year, and you get these titles for free. Again, while not the greatest, like while not the greatest number of titles, these are banger after banger after banger, which you could play these for a whole year just alone. You can oh, not, no. you don't have to buy a single PS5 game. You could just play these games and you could be set for a full year. Oh, exactly. Expect, come on. God of War alone is like, once you started, that was the first game you saw. I was like, okay, they did it right. And you know what? At the same time, like, Game Pass didn't start out with, you know, 200 games and all the Xbox exclusive. That stuff came eventually. For them to yep. come out swinging and not just say, you get Peggle. Like, you get God of War and The Last of Us and Uncharted 4, which is very weird that they don't have the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection, so you can play them all. But again, I digress. A great value. Coming for free, you have to have PlayStation Plus, like I said, so the $60 a year subscription model. But man, what a great first step for Sony. Yeah, I agree. They needed it. We got our big price and release date reveal from there. $499 for the disc version, $399 for the digital, releasing November 12th in most areas and November 18th in the rest of the world. Uh, I think, did I see not? In China, that was something that, oh, you know what? Not in China, I think, was the PlayStation Plus collection. Uh, so November 18th for the rest of the world, which is a Thursday, number one. Number two, it's two days after Series X. So they play, They basically played that trump card. Yeah, I mean, again, they did it to the T. The price point was perfect. It was exactly what I was hoping for, 500 bucks. I got it. They, they won me on the games. They won me on the price. It, it looks great. I, didn't, I, I said at the beginning, I think I was going to miss the first one. The first batch, but it's our buddy Shriver. Bail me out. And you know what? I think that the the four hundred dollar digital version is a fucking steal when it comes to it has the same hard drive with the yep. same space. It's got the same specs. It just doesn't have a disc drive. So basically, it's a hundred dollar blue four K Blu Ray player is what you're missing. 
where the Xbox X and S have different specs and different things where, you know, I think $200 is a, obviously a big jump. And so I expect a difference in specs. So it's okay, but I'd rather pay $400 for the real thing than $300 for like the, the, the knockoff, not, 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 not knockoff, but like baby's first Xbox type thing. Yeah. Like I would rather pay 400 bucks and just not have a disc drive. So I'll pay the 400 plus the, money for the game I'm about to talk about and I'll still spend less than people just getting the disc version. So I'm happy with that value. Um, you'll get the $500 one. You'll continue your physical media collection. I'm going to go all digital for the next gen outside of Nintendo just because I collect Nintendo regardless. So I'm never going to stop that. But man, oh man, what a great price tag, man. What a great, great price tag. So happy they could, they're probably going to sell at a loss, but so happy that they could match Xbox for the main show, the main the main pony uh, in the show, and then still come in hot with four hundred bucks. Now, no matter what your price range is, anywhere from three to five hundred, you have a next gen console. Yeah, they actually stuck the landing. Just thank God they didn't do the same route what they did with the PS3 and hit you for six. Then I think that would have been a huge mistake. A so, lot. A, a, thank you, Sony. A lot of people thought that it could be six. A lot of people five forty nine. You and I have been steadfast for almost a year, saying it's five hundred. Um, I would have guessed four forty nine for the discless, but at the same time, fifty dollars really doesn't make a difference. Why would you even sell a SKU for that? So four hundred makes sense. They'll definitely. I'd imagine they'll sell that at a loss as well. But. Um, Good for them. Like, really great yeah. job. Good for them. And and November 12th, just two days after Series X launches, I feel bad for retail employees. Yeah, they're... Uh... <laughs> the week after the election, they're going to get crushed with new consoles. That's rough. It's going to be a rough Black Friday, man, if, especially with coronavirus and you have lines out the freaking wazoo. I hope it's not cold that day. Yeah, so, so I, I guess I just have to... Uh meet up with Chris to get mine or uh, I don't even know how we're going to work that one out yet. I'm sure they'll mail him his and you'll just go pick it up. That's what I would yeah, assume. That's, that's what I figured. Yeah. yeah. They'll mail him his, I, I'd assume he did delivery not in-store pickup, but you know, Mark Ryan came out and he said, there it is. The wait is over, but we've got one last thing. And boy, did they go out with a bang, man. My hair stood up on my arm when you hear Kratos talk and then oh. you see, Ragnarok. I would say even before that, you you hear it already. You hear the dun, dun, you, you dun, hear it. Dun, dun. My hairs were standing up. We were going nuts in the in you know the video chat we were doing like that. We all loved God of War. We were all freaking out. And that is how you do and close on a one more thing. That's what I was trying to say when yeah. I forget yep. what conference it was that didn't do a one last thing. It might have been the state of play last time. It didn't do a one last thing. And like the one last thing, if done correctly, is so important. It's so important. It keeps the hype going. Without that one last thing, I wonder if the PS5 pre-order debacle that was, quite frankly, handled like shit. I wonder if that would have still happened and it, it yeah, probably would have, but you, you know, what's funny, even like, you know, and this is coming from the guy who missed like at the time I missed it. I missed out on it. And I've seen people, some people talk about the debacle. I wasn't even mad. I was like, yeah, but you don't know the why they're mad. You don't know why they're mad. They're not mad at the fact that they couldn't get one. They're not mad at that. And I'm not mad at that. Cause I didn't even try to get one, but it's still handled like balls. What Sony did with Jeff Keighley on stream on the summer games fest came out and said, we will give you plenty of notice 
for pre-orders. We're not just going to hit you with them with a last-minute announcement. You will get plenty of notice. That was the direct quote, plenty of notice. That's why if you look around at all the memes, you'll see a lot of like, says you have plenty of notice, sends you an email. Like, And then they did the whole pre-order lottery thing where the precious 1%, luckily Chris got one of those too for his fourth pre-order, um, was able, were able to get them. But when you come out and say, I'm going to give you all this time, and then, then you come out and say, yeah, that is tomorrow. And then it's not tomorrow, it's now because the retailers went early because they wanted to capitalize on the hype of that stream. And they said, fuck you, Sony. We're not waiting till tomorrow. We're going to go right now. And then everybody was just bull rushing it. At the end of the day, it's smart because it's going to generate headlines. It's going to generate clicks. It's going to generate interest. 100%. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if this was the plan all along. It wasn't. It can't be. that. It can't be the plan. The, the retailers really did rush and, and say, fuck it. Like, they came early. So Well, get, well GameStop's desperate. So. What'd you say? I said GameStop's desperate. So Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, Walmart, Best Buy, Target, Amazon, GameStop, they all went early. And, and that's a problem because Sony let that happen. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, good excuse. It's one of those things where like people want what they can't have. And when you can't get it, you, you want it. <laughs> and then, and then when you don't get it, you want it even more. So then you're checking like a wild person back and forth to see if it's in stock and blah, blah, blah. And that's how hype is generated. That's, you know, it's not a bad strategy. It just wasn't supposed to be the strategy. But I, I, at the end of the day, I said it before, if this does that and it just pisses people off and people can't find them, to me as a gamer and lover of all the of the, all the companies, it's a good thing that more people are playing games, man. It sucks that yep. you know, you're know you not going to get your hands on it. And I truly do think like people like Shriver, I love the man, people like Shriver, the reason other people can't get one, because when you pre-order four just to make sure you get one, it kind of takes three out of people's hands. Now, the, the problem with me saying that is I pre-ordered two Mario All-Stars, so I'm part of the yeah. problem. Well, I mean, but again, it's also, it's not like Shriver is keeping all four. He, he definitely, you know, sold them to, you know, his boys, his, his friends, whoever need them and missed out. So that's what I mean. Yeah. It's not, I'm not saying Chris Shriver because he's selling them at retail to people who needed them. But those three pre-orders could have gone to somebody who who couldn't get one and now doesn't know Chris Shriver. You got to know Chris yeah. Shriver to get one off Chris Shriver. Yeah, and, and, and Chris is the real MVP because if you're seeing one for six fifty, seven hundred, eight, eight fifty nine, up to a thousand dollars. Yeah, and that's, that's the, and that's the, the thing, man. For for if you're gonna try to hook your homies up and like sell to them at cost, then you are then you are the MVP and the real deal. And that's why Chris is great. But at the same time, man, not everybody does that. You always got the asshole scalper. So, Oh, 100%. You will always have that. And and the reason I ordered two All-Stars is to play one and then get the other one graded. So I'm actually not reselling it either. So uh, you just got to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. But overall, dude, great showcase. While a lot of the games didn't talk to me personally and speak to me, I am, again, not blind to the fact of of how well Sony did this conference. And and again, other companies can take note, particularly Microsoft, who had to delay their fra- flagship franchise for this. Uh, you know, yeah. it's it's a real that's, shame. That's going to that's gonna come back to bite him in the ass. To, for PS5 to go two days later, the Series X, if it launched with Halo on the 10th, people would still be playing it and they would not want the PS5. But because now there's not that killer app to play, 
they'll go get the PS5 instead, and, and Microsoft has lost customers from that. And that I won't say it's a lot because if you're a Halo guy, you're a Halo guy, and you can only yeah. play it in one place. But if you're just chomping at the bit, you'll get the four hundred dollar digital, and then you'll yeah. and you'll get the Series S, and you'll play Halo when it comes out next year, hopefully. So uh, let's give our top three. What were your What were your three favorite things? And I'm going on my hype level on, on all these. So my number three, it was it was Devil May Cry. Even though I thought it was a six, even to get five, just to hear the music, see just see the gameplay again, it brought back all the feels. My hairs were standing up. Had to go by number three. My number two had to be Spider-Man. I thought it looked sleek. It, it looked great. I, again, I had the Devil May Cry fight action scenes when he was fighting six enemies at once going one-to-one, one, but that, that was fantastic. And, of course, no surprise. That's how you close the show. God of War Ragnarok 2021. That's an automatic day one buy. Cannot freaking wait. The fact that Ragnarok is a 2021 is insane. Some people are theorizing that this is not a full sequel, that this is the Miles Morales lost legacy for God of War, because that would make sense. Sony does do that um, and sell it at 50, 60 bucks as opposed to the full 70, uh, which it looks like next gen games will be. But who knows? I, I think this very well could be a full sequel because they have a lot of those assets already. Um, sequels don't take as long as, as the original, but we will see. My number three is the PlayStation Plus collection. I think it's a huge swing back. You know, you get pushed into a corner with Game Pass. I think it's a huge way to come out swinging and uh, kind of get your your loyal fans that maybe missed a couple titles here and there a way to play some amazing games um, for free. It just blows my mind. Uh, so hat tip to PlayStation for starting that ball rolling. I really hope the collection grows and it becomes its own thing like game pass because there is no value better than game pass. And if you, if you can start to, to rival that with Sony first party titles, man, there ain't no stopping that fucking train. Xbox is going to die. That's it. Uh, number two, resident evil village. I loved it. I cannot wait for it. I really hope it does come to current gen consoles, but if not, again, this will be one of my big two, reasons to kind of jump in the next gen with the first one being god of war ragnarok man what a fucking show what yeah what a tease and, and, and that's how you do it. it it leaves you wanting more and i, I think that's why i said I, if you didn't if this wasn't for you if you didn't get enjoyment at anything then I don't, I don't know what to tell you or or, or what you know what I mean? Where, where to go from there? Because this, I thought PlayStation nailed it. When you go Ragnarok is coming, I could have sworn that was going to say 2022 because it just seemed right. But to show 2021, a lot of speculation already that it's going to get delayed. I don't necessarily believe that. Um, the first one did get delayed, though. So who the fuck am I? Uh, you know, but man, I would have loved to see what Kratos looks like. I would have loved it. Is there something different? Does Atreyu or whatever his name is? I mean, it's, I don't want to give away spoilers, but, you know, it's a, if you like the MCU, you'll know. Uh, Does, does he, is he older? How far does it take? Is it pick up right where the first game left off? Oh, man. Is he dead? Who knows? All right. So that was it. PlayStation 5. Really, really good. I'm really happy that, uh, you know, it also shows that you can announce things on a Saturday and people are still going to show up in droves. Just shows. Oh, and and the chat was flying. I saw a lot of W's in that chat. A couple sure. L's. I'll be I'll be honest. I saw a few L's. Well, you can't that's please. It, that's it. The Xbox fanboys. You can't please. You can't please everyone. No, that 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 is very true. Horizon sequel. 
Sackboy's Big Adventure, Miles Morales, and more PS5 games coming to PS4. Yeah, we talked about it a minute ago with Miles Morales. They made the decision to go PS4. I'm glad to hear that Horizon sequel and Sackboy's Big Adventure are also coming to PS4. It's just a... I was hoping that they wouldn't just stop immediately with the... You have 100 PlayStation... 100 million PlayStation 4s out there. To just stop would would not make a lot of sense. I'm glad they did not. um, Because now I know where I get to buy my Miles Morales. I'm not even going to try to get it on PS5. PS4 for me, it didn't look good enough for me to to say, oh, I need it on PS5. I think it's it'll look just fine on PS4 because Spider-Man, the original, did. And I'm excited. Now, we, we watched the Nintendo Mini Partner Showcase. And I'm going to go quick. This was a very cool show for a lot of people. I liked the last announcement. I appreciated the first two. The rest of it, not for me. Really, though, the whole show, not for me. I would just be numb and dumb to think that the importance of these games on the general population wasn't enormous. I'm just not one of those people that's going to be playing them. Um, so I'll go quickly and then we'll just talk about the whole thing at the end of like impressions. Yeah. Monster Hunter Rise exclusive to Switch March 26th, 2021. Enormous. Fucking parkour on a dog. Fucking Breath of the Wild, Batman, goddamn whatever you call the sling thing. I, I can't even think about it right now. Create a batarang, crazy, whatever. I can't even think about it right now. Craziness. Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin coming in the summer. A 15-minute Monster Hunter Direct immediately shadow dropped right after the partner showcase. Then they went into the boring shit. Fitness Boxing 2, Rhythm and Exercise coming on Ryan Cunningham's birthday of December 4th. Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny, summer 2021. Disgaea 5 Complete, free to play. For Nintendo Switch Online members, starting 923 for a week or so. So, if you care. Empire of Sin, Sniper Elite 4, coming holiday 2020. The Long Dark, PGA Tour 2K21, Hades. Then Balan Wonderland, a 3D costume-based platformer like a hat in time, like ukulele, like Majora's Mask, coming uh, March 26th. I would have been so hyped for this game, but it's the same day as Monster Hunter Rise. That game's going to get demolished because of its release date. Move out a week. You're okay. Rune Factory 5. It's a JRPG coming 2021. It actually looked really nice. And then Ori and the Will of the Wisps is coming to Nintendo Switch. Oh, wait. It already did. Shadow Drop today. Previously an Xbox exclusive, and it just came out this year. That's massive. And that's it. That was the show. Yeah, I mean, I thought the first one probably, the first you said, the first and last ones, that they were the, easily the best two out of the show. People are hyped for it. Again, these are none of them are my cup of tea, but for all the people that are hyped for it, this will definitely do some sales for the Swiss. And this is the first good partner showcase, the first one that was kind of worth the watch. Um, so I think that helped the branding of a partner showcase. I think, unfortunately, it's going to raise expectation for Octobers, and people are going to want the, the same hype shit in October. And I don't know if you're going to get it. Monster Hunter is an enormous franchise, and an Xbox exclusive coming to the Switch is gigantic. So I, I don't know if people are going to get too hyped up for Octobers, but I'm glad they gave us what they gave us. Still no Ninja Gaiden trilogy on Switch. Still no Mass Effect trilogy. Both have been rumored uh, heavily leaked. Both have been you know, rumored for this show. Neither happened, so they're still out there potentially. So maybe that's October. Who knows? But a good showcase overall. 
Nintendo discontinuing production of the 3DS and has new hardware coming based on an investor meeting. They had the investor meeting on my wedding anniversary, the 16th of September. Uh, It happened at 3 o'clock in the morning, so, you know, I'm not awake. But uh, I kind of was. was, I think it was Waiver's Day for fantasy football, so I might have been awake. But they said they're going to be getting rid of of the 3DS. They're not going to be producing anymore. They've actually stripped it from their website, it looks like, like all images of it. It's just switch, 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 switch. Then they had new hardware with a question mark with 20XX, kind of like Mega Man style. But, like, that's not news. Like, we know that they're making a new console. My question is, is this the long-rumored Switch Pro, or is this their next console for a couple of years from now? That's the question. It's a good question. I feel like it could be either or, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would like, like to think... It's a 50-50 shot. I would like to think it's the Switch Pro. If, my, if, if I had my druthers and if I had to place a bet on it, I would say Switch Pro because I think that that long-rumored thing is coming. I think that that's the machine that either drops with Monster Hunter... Um, or it drops with with Breath of the Wild two, but I think that that's I think we're getting one, no doubt, next year. We got our favorite, the August MPD. Some surprises on here, man. Some weird surprises, um, and I and I want to say that digital sales are not included for a lot of these, which makes it even crazier that they're on the list if that's only counting physical in a pandemic. So. Uh, go figure. These are the top 20 selling games for uh, the month of August. The month of August, number 20, and a weird one to lead it off. It was number 34 last month, up to number 20. Luigi's Mansion 3. That's a nice little bump. Number 19, up from 41. Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Hey. Going back to the top 20. Number 18, up from number 26. Super Mario Odyssey joining back into the NPD ranks. Number 17, falling from number 13, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Number 16, up from number 27, Super Mario Party. Right. Number 15, up from number, or down from number 14, but still on the list, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Number right. 14, new to the list the first month, PGA Tour 2K21. Number 13, down from number 11, the PlayStation 4 edition of Minecraft. Number 12, down from number 4, the Last of Us Part Two, number eleven, up from number twelve, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Me thinks that everybody that's buying a Switch is just grabbing all these games when they. Yeah, buy that, it. that's what I'm thinking. With them, look at all these old Nintendo games coming in. The Nintendo Switch in August set a record for the month of August for number of hardware units sold in the history of the United States. So wow. it had a good month, the Switch, and I was one of them. I bought my wife one for our anniversary, although that was September, so I lied. Uh, it was September 3rd, so I totally lied. Number 10, up from number, or down from number 7, Mortal Kombat 11. Number 9, down from number 3, Paper Mario, The Origami King. I finished it. 31 hours. Jesus Christ. I'm kind of sad it's over. I really loved it. I really, really did. It was my first time ever beating a Paper Mario game, so I kind of feel some sort of way that uh, it's over now. So, good on me. Number 8. Down from number or up from number nine last month, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Number seven, up from number eight, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Damn, this is like the Nintendo fucking. Number six, staying at number six, Ring Fit Adventure. Number five, staying at number five, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Jesus. Number four, falling down from number one. 
Ghost of Tsushima. Number three, falling from number two, God or uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number two, UFC four, and number one, Madden twenty one. Yeah, it's, it's football season. That should be no surprise. Every every August, it's Madden. It, uh, it takes the number one spot. Two months in a row now with no uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Thank God. Well, it's coming. Okay. To, it's coming to next gen in 2021. So expect to see it on the list again. Yeah, for a while. Xbox Series X and S pre-orders will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on September 22nd. When this whole debacle with the Sony pre-order thing happened, Xbox tried to send their savage tweet saying something along the lines of, we will let you know exactly when it's coming, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was like, oh, Xbox wins. And everybody's like, but they don't. <laughs> so I'm kind yeah, of with... I, I was like, is this supposed to be a banger? Like, this is a banger tweet? I'm, I'm kind of wow. with I'm kind of with the majority on this one. Xbox didn't win with that tweet. They're going to get demolished. I st- I've said it all along. Sony's going to outsell them. I now think it's probably up close to like 40%. They might get outsold. Like, Sony's going to dominate this console this console racing again so yeah if, if, if the hype from the showcase didn't just hammer that home dude nobody gave a fuck after the xbox one nobody like dude i, I heard crickets i'm still talking well you don't follow IGN. xbox people on twitter though you gotta follow I, people I, that i, I follow xbox. Xbox. i do follow you, all the IGN people every single one of them I do you follow, follow do you follow paris do you follow destin do you follow ryan do you follow all the the big xbox people probably not so like you from from them sure but like i'm talking about i saw celebrities talking about the ps5 i saw wrestlers talking about ps5 i didn't see any of that with the series x and that's because like playstation they even though there was a debacle the right move is to say, and pre-orders are live right now. That's the right move. Capitalize on the hype. The Xbox Series X at a 3 o'clock tweet said September 22nd. Great job covering up a leak, but like, there was no 40-minute game blowout followed by hype as shit. There was a tweet, and that's just a mistake, and they're going yep. to get beat again. That's it. Man, sucks to suck. The narrow of the Super Monkey Ball game teased a new game to be announced later this month. Tokyo Game Show next weekend. Mark it down. It's happening. I have been waiting for a new Super Monkey Ball game for a, like a good one for like over a decade. I have the HD remake on Switch of Banana Blitz. Let's fucking go. Monkey Ball is awesome. I can't wait. GameStop to close more than 450 stores. Fuck them. Next story. <laughs> GameStop also taking a page out of Microsoft's book. Fuck them. Next door, uh, they are doing a payment plan. So you can buy a new console, including a Switch, for a payment plan X amount of dollars per month, just like Microsoft. It's a good move for them. They, they need it. Yeah, anything to keep them staying alive. So I agree. And the last story we got in gaming Tony Hawk Remastered is the fastest selling or fastest game in the franchise to reach 1 million units. Congrats, man. That's It's so cool. Activision's evil, but Tony Hawk's not. Vicarious Visions deserves all the kudos, all the credit. I've beaten it like 15, 14 times now with like 14 skaters. Yeah, uh, like legit right before we started to record, uh, our buddy Anthony Pino sent me a snap. He just 100%ed it also. Yeah, so like it's um, – I'm just – I'm so happy that this game is doing so well and it's only going to get bigger and better, uh, especially if they port it up to next gen. That would be sick, but uh, 
great job, and I'm looking forward to a new Tony Hawk game because that's that's inevitable at this point. Oh yeah, they're showing that people are still around. Easily the smartest move they did is remake one. Too. Yeah, um, I am also it's just earlier in the show I said I was going to edit out the silence. I was just kidding. I'm way too lazy to do that. Uh, so everybody, you're getting some inside baseball now. We're both pissed. <laughs> It's like an hour later than it should be. No, oh, shoot, no, we were going to uh, just say we, we came in a little pissed because we tried to do this no, new program. We tried for an hour. It didn't work. We almost thought about not even doing the pod. That's how frustrated we were. Yeah. We, but, you we, know, we still wanted to, you know, you know, plow, plow ahead and, and get an episode out to you. We started at 715. We tried for over an hour till 830 to, uh, to try this new program. It didn't work. And now we're back doing it the old school way. And we're pissed. Yeah, we're back to the drawing board. So sorry, Fuzz. It did not work. It did not go as planned. So yeah, back to the drawing board. All right, in movies, Wonder Woman 1984 delayed again. This time, at least to Christmas Day. I mean, I I feel like it's after what? Uh, New Mutants only made 19 million worldwide or something crazy. Tenet, I think they crossed. I think 150 million worldwide. It's just the right move right now. No one's no one's rushing back to the theater right now. Does it hit Christmas? Or does it get delayed again? It, honestly, I like like I told a lot of people, um, twenty twenty is basically canceled. So for movies, it doesn't look good. Uh, if you want, if you want to recoup the money you put into this and the marketing that went into this, twenty twenty one. Yeah, I, I really don't think Christmas is happening. Dude, twenty twenty is done. Period. Like, like that's it. But anything I, that was coming out, all we got is TV. I've said it. it before. Do you think coronavirus is just going to go away just because the calendar flips? It's not. No. 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 Nope, so we're, dude, we're, there's people that say I want 2020 to be over. 2021 is gonna suck, bro. It's just that's what it is. Yeah, so. yeah. When people 2021 guys, guess what? I just I was just watching something that they were. And it, it was just spitballing. He was saying like quarter two, quarter three at a possible vaccine. Yeah. So we're in it for the long haul. It's just yeah, we sure. Are. Well, there's another movie that could be delayed just to kind of equal the footing black widow is likely to be delayed and soul from disney may actually appear on disney plus so uh wonder woman not the only heroine uh you know film to uh to potentially not hit theaters this year black yeah, widow absolutely. needs the theater it cannot release on disney plus no i was gonna say it, it's a superhero movie they dump too much money on them they need they need to recoup something that's why i always told you no matter what new mutants will go in theaters first they they need some kind of money they they, they reshot it and it still sucked i don't know i didn't say it I'm, I'm just going by what i heard so i think black widow will follow this follow the way of wonder woman 2021 minimum damn, yep. damn. that's just crazy at that point, I'm like, put it out on VOD, get what you can, and then release it in theaters whenever. And the people that didn't want to buy it on VOD will go see it. And it's just that's a tough call to make. I'm glad I'm not in that chair. Yeah, you're you're definitely you're definitely not lying. The Super Mario movie has been given a 2022 release year. Um, great, but uh, more importantly, in my opinion, Nintendo has said that there are other projects with other IPs potentially in the works that tells me that my hope my long lasting hope for Legend of Zelda Netflix series is still alive I want that I still want that so bad yeah that would be something I would actually get behind I would definitely rather watch a link or you know like a a TV show rather than jump in the video Uh, the script for the Spawn movie seems to be undergoing a complete rewrite and will apparently go into a quote completely new direction 
Yeah, Todd McFarlane is he's he is promised everyone that he's working on this film. He really wants to get this out, but it's going to be his vision, his way. Even that he said, even if I have to direct the damn thing, I will get this thing made. So I, I give Todd the Godfather. He give him all the credit. He's been fighting this battle tooth and nail. He said he was still waiting for that one big investor. Maybe he got it, but he had to change the script. So. If this if and when this movie comes out, we won't be seeing this till early 2023 at the earliest. Jason Blum, I believe, from Blumhouse was the one who said that it's going to be going in a completely new direction. I believe, what is it? Is it Jamie Foxx or Wesley Snipes? It, well, Wesley, or, uh, it was Jamie Foxx was cast, but I mean, hopefully he stays attached. He may not like the new direction. Who knows? That was apparently the, the rumor, though, is that he will be staying on the project. So that could be a good thing. Good guy. Hey, I like Jamie Foxx. He was in a lot of great movies. In the television section, what did you think of the trailer for season two of The Mandalorian? We got it complete with Sasha Banks. I mean, obviously, I'm still paying for Disney Plus, even though I haven't watched it since Togo. Um, yeah, it's Mandalorian. It's to me, it's the best thing in Star Wars right now. That's the hype people are going. My favorite part of that trailer is when. Mandalorian press that button and like that bomb thing comes back and baby Yoda taps the button and goes, and he goes into like, his pot. Dude, I was, was cracking, cracking up. up. Yeah. That was like one of my favorite moments from that damn trailer. I just, you know, I think they outdid themselves. It looks cool. Just cannot wait. Sasha Banks look cool. Um, yeah, it looks like quick just one second. If you blink, you missed her. Well, I heard her a couple times. I mean, <laughs> one time and in, 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 in between something and then it pans it's all walked by and she's gone and you know what she's like my least favorite wrestler so you know good yeah, that's what I was going to say I know you're not a fan of her wrestling but uh, hopefully she can uh, make you I'm a, I'm a fan of the separated I'm a fan of her wrestling I hate her mic skills which petrifies me for her being an actress um, yeah. I hope she doesn't have a speaking line I hope it's just like she uses the fo- she uses the force <laughs> to talk. I mean, they're they're apparently uh, she's like Ruby Rose and John Wick. Too. They're they're apparently using the you know the Jedi as like the bad as like not the enemy, but like some people think the Jedi are the reason the whole thing started, and they're not the good guys. And this is trying to kind of capitalize on that. And you know, there was a wrestling ring, and people got stabbed, and it was fucking awesome. Like I love the ending of that. That was a great trailer. You know, there was that rumor going around that it's doesn't it's not up to snuff, and we're not getting a trailer because it's not doesn't. Da, 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 da. Man, that was perfectly fine. That was good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can ask for anything more than what we saw in that trailer. Like, what do you want? His ship's all fucked up. Baby Yoda looked awesome. Pedro Pascal's banging. You know that Sasha Banks is going to be in it. You saw her. You got you know a you little saw bit Mark more. Weathers, Gina Carino was back. So. Yeah, you know that Giancarlo Esposito's the big bad. You know he's got that dark saber, and, and shit's going to get fucking wild. I guess. Yeah, that, and, that, I, and I saw good. him in an interview. Like he was kind of talking about hey, he has like a lot of crazy battles with that dark saber, and I love that they didn't show a shit. So I I get kudos to them for not giving us nothing. Obi Wan's Disney Plus series may just be a single standalone season. And I, I think that I I could have sworn we we were talking about this of like. Disney and Marvel movies that possibly single seasons. Yeah. So maybe there is some truth to that far. Yeah, I think it just makes sense. You don't want these franchises to go the way of like Dexter where they're amazing and then they just run out of shit and the next yeah. few seasons suck and then that bleeds into the MCU. Like tell your story and get out. So I'm all for this decision of Yeah, and, and, and we already know that these shows are not cheap. They are putting everything each episode is getting is getting millions. Yeah. 
Orphan Black star Tatiana Maslany has been cast in the titular role for the She-Hulk series. Um, I never watched Orphan Black. I, I don't even know who she is, so it could be a good thing for, for She-Hulk. Um, I, I know we, we thought of different actors that kind of could have been the role. Um, they went a completely different route, which it, it could be good, and and I hope that she can bring something extra to the role because I know Mark Ruffalo already kind of said, welcome to the family, cuz... And we'll see how they work on screen together. Yeah, I think this just brings a little bit of excitement now that we know that there's a there's an there's a lead, and I think that just puts a little bit more uh, oomph into the fact that this project is coming. Like until you see Moon Knight, you kind of forget that there's a Moon Knight show. Until you yep. see She Hulk, you kind of forget that there's a She Hulk. So like to be reminded, oh yeah, we're getting you know Moon Knight and She Hulk and all this stuff. It's a, it was a reminder we needed, dude. Definitely. Yeah, and, and he's got to be getting announced soon too, because you know we're, we're we're ticking down. Yeah, that's going to lead the show. I have a feeling when that happens. Nick Cage's Tiger King series has been picked up by Amazon Prime, and that's not the same series we were referring to last week. It is a completely different series. So Tiger King is going to have two scripted series about it. My God, just let it end. Yeah, I, I have zero interest. I love Nick Cage, but I thought that this has- would be the one thing that you would nah. watch since it has Nick Cage. Nah. There, I, I, I'm, dude. I, I've been over Tiger King since it started. I, I'm just, it, oh, I'm just over it. I'm not going to waste my time. I am definitely going to waste my time on this next thing. Comedy Central has announced South Park is returning with a brand new special on September 30th. It will be directly aimed at the coronavirus pandemic and its subsequent fallout. Count me in. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> South Park guys, they do it right. They do shit fast. It's going to be funny. I'm sure it's going to be effed up. This is definitely going to be a must watch. Yeah, I am so excited for this, man. Bring it on. CBS All Access will be rebranded as Paramount+. Plus. I, I think that's better. Uh, All Access to me is like, that's like a, a stupid talk show or something, right? Like All Access with EA Hollywood or some shit. Get that out of the way. I think. They did right by going with Paramount Plus. Uh, anything right now with a plus is the win. A plus is yeah. is the thing right now. Apple Plus, uh, Disney Plus, H, you know, the, HBO Max. No one gives a shit. It's not HBO Plus. Like H, the, the plus sign, kind of it makes it additional content. Like, oh, it's it's Paramount plus more. I think the plus is the way to go. At the end of the day, though, I think that there's too much competition out there for this to be culturally culturally relevant, and I just don't see it picking up even with a rebrand. Yeah. Same. All right. I'm going to talk about a record that I absolutely adore um, that I want to just do a quick word and review on. I, you know what, dude? I love pop punk. I love like mid-2000s pop punk, and this is kind of what – this record reminded me of if this record came out 10 years ago, well, what is it? 2020, maybe 15 years ago, we'd be talking drive through records all fucking day. This band would have been perfect for them, but I'm talking about this band called sundressed. Their new album home remedy home remedy is out right now. Uh, it came out today. As a matter of fact, they were featured on Brooklyn vegan flood, uh, flood magazine, rock sound, the noise, so much more substream, even said a cathartic journey. The record is uh, authentic, honest, and moving band is from Tempe, Arizona. I really, really enjoyed this record. You know, I, I will say we got it early from our friends at big picture media. Thank you very, very much, but that does not, and never will sway the way I feel. I, you know, I threw that bearings reference in there. Uh, 
uh, sway the way I feel about a record. This record's just flat out fucking good. Uh, Home Remedy, Explode Into Pieces. That is probably my favorite song, Explode Into Pieces. The title track, Home Remedy, is very good as well. There's a uh, an acoustic track. It's track eight. It's called Sensitive Motherfucker. It's, it's like a, the name. a really, really good acoustic track. Uh, the whole record, one through ten, man, I really enjoyed it. And usually I pick out you know, one, two, three songs. I'm just going to say the whole record's really, really good. I didn't really have a song that brought me out of it. Your Frequency is a single. They released that. That's always a good time. Um, oh, Please is another fucking banger. Like, it was really tough to pick out a couple songs that I liked about this record. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that the whole thing is really, really, really good. So check it out via Rude Records. The band is called Sundressed. The record is called Home Remedy. It is available right now, and I promise you, I promise you, it's going to be one of your favorites of 2020. Well, you said drive-through, so I'll have to check them out. Ace releases his, and we're talking about Ace Enders, of course, releases his The World We Know and Dustin Off the Old Guitar Limited Vinyls, only 500 of each. So if you want one, go to his Instagram for more. Both phenomenal CDs. The vinyls look great. I don't own a vinyl player, but maybe I'll have to pick these up just out of respect. You own a vinyl, though. I do. <laughs> Actually, I own three. <laughs> and guess what? Vinyls, vinyls are a cool thing to collect. So even if you don't have a record player, man, vinyls are cool. So yeah, I have a, they're cool. Just know where to put a big ass freaking player. I have a uh, I have a vinyl player. It's right now. It's in storage, and all my records are in there too. I have a record uh, collection, bunch of Beatles and The Doors and Stones and Squeeze, um, and then brand new and Dance Gavin Dance and the and uh, uh, the Beach Boys. Yeah, so, so music's all over the place. That's how I roll, man. My music is all over the place. Sam, hit us with your uh, CGC spotlight to end the episode. So spotlight is I got another sketch done by um, Clara Buter. Hey. So I'm going That's to, how I, I think you should say it. Fuck yeah, so yeah. Clara Buter, it, 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 it sounds like when I, when, you know, it, it just sounds right now, but, you know, coming off the tongue. But I got her to do another sketch of the Joker. This is the Joker 80th anniversary, 100 page, super spectacular. Number one, it's the origin of Punchline. It came back in nine, four white pages. I don't know what they dinged it for. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the book now. It looks pretty damn, I mean, maybe one possible little defect, but. I don't know how they gave this a 9-4. But, she, again, there's I didn't write nothing about the book because it just came out. There's no CGC census because it just came out June 2020. This is mainly for the pictures. I got her to do two, a front cover and in the back. The front co- cover, I got to do um, the one scene where it was um, Joker, Heath Ledger, and Two-Face is is actually in the hospital bed. He's pointing a gun at Joker's head. And so he goes, I'm an agent of chaos. And, and I, I thought she, she nailed this scene. It looks great. And on the back, it's one of the posters that, that they released for The Dark Knight. It's like, why so serious? And it's like kind of like him in like a blue mirror where you write the why so serious in blood. And you see like the smiley face of blood through it. I thought she killed it. I, I think the back, I like the back. I think more in the front, even though I really, I love the front. Just something about the back that speaks to me. Um, if you need a sketch done on Instagram, she is sketch card girl on Instagram. Clara Buter. That was it. That's episode 203. A huge episode, but to be frank, I'm tired. I want to be done. We've been at this for over almost three hours. I'm fucking over it tonight, and uh, I wish I had more to give you a good outro, but like, yeah. thanks for hanging in there. 
we we battled through this one, guys. Go we find. Just, we wanted to give you something. Go find your PS5. I hope you can get your hands on one. Um, we were supposed to have a new platform and a cool announcement, and that's ruined now. So uh, I'm just gonna go fuck myself, and we'll see you next week on episode 204. <laughs> I got nothing after that. Hey. Oh, 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 oh,